Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. I am Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. Hey, true believers, welcome back to an episode of Movie Punditry. I'm Ran, joined by... And I'm Mike. Uh, how you been, man? I'm good. Um, you know, just getting on, uh, doing, uh, you know, the daily grind, so can't really say and, uh, more about it. I think we're what? April, May, June, July, six months into the pandemic. How's life changed for you? Um, actually it's, you know, it's almost heading back to normal a little bit. I mean, you know, we still don't, we still don't go out to dinner. We haven't been in a movie theater at all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but, um, you know, other than that, I mean, I've been, you know, working since May, you know, so that's pretty much it. Um, just keeping an eye. I mean, fortunately, my kids are out of school, so I don't really have to deal with much of that. That's good to hear. So uh, for me, things are pretty much the same. I don't go out much. I attended one family function, but we kept a mask on, tried to distance. Uh, you know, with the wife being pregnant, we had extra cautious. Still don't go to the movies. Um, yeah. My son is in school, but his school is... They've seemed to have done a good job of, you know, kids keep the mask on. You know, he's in kindergarten, so they tied a string around the mask so it doesn't just fall on the ground. It, you know, hangs around their neck. Uh, their distance. They've split his class into two separate groups. They go outside and alternate. So they, they've done a really good job of it. Um, well, that's good. Of, I mean, because you're, you're, you know, you're seeing – periodically you know this school is closing or yep. that school is shutting down for two weeks or and like i saw for where like we're in connecticut for those who don't know i think over the weekend it was like 500 positive tests so it seems like people are getting relaxed thinking things are back to normal yeah well i mean there was a big uh there's this big spike at uh sacred heart university which is you know in the in the city that randell lives in you know, they were, they were breaking up parties and they were, you know, breaking up off-campus gatherings and, you know, and I'm, that's going, I've heard that's going on at other schools in, in, in the States. So I'm sure it's going on pretty much everywhere. Let me tell you about that. So a lot of those kids have off-campus housing near me and I see it all the time. They're outside playing beer pong, you know, they're in the pool, they're drinking and I'm just sitting back on my deck watching them like, Y'all are dumb. Y'all are so dumb. And off can and the security for the school, they ride around and check up. And the, the guard has been over there a few times. He's told some of these kids like, look, 
I come back here again, you're all getting kicked out of school and we're keeping your tuition. And I have neighbors that are like, oh, we'll call. We will have no problem calling the police and the school on you. They've already had to quarantine two dorms. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah, exactly. You know, they haven't. They haven't seen their friends since March, you know, or some of them are, are freshmen. Yeah. You know, they think they're entitled to their college experience, which I, I you know, I suppose to some degree is, is understandable. But, you know, you're in college. You got to be smarter than that. And they also think they're invincible. Because what, I, I, shoot, when I was 19, well, who, I who thought I was Superman. Who, who doesn't at that age? Yeah. You don't think anything bad is going to happen to you. Um, but. Enough about the pandemic. Let's get into some movie punditry business. And folks, if you follow my Twitter or movie punditry, or Mike, you've noticed I tweeted out, you know, the business is picking up, business is slowing down. And in the business is picking up department, Zack Snyder has gotten his wish. He's getting some reshoots. Mike, what do you think about this? Um, we are. And uh, depending on who's reporting reading and what you're, you're seeing, you know, it started out, I think, that it was going to be uh, Affleck and Gal Gadot and uh, Henry Cavill were going to come back for some reshoots, and then Cavill was out, and then Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher were in. You know, so now apparently the the whole main cast, maybe with or without Henry Cavill, is coming back to do some reshoots. So, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, Warner Brothers and HBO, they're they're playing hardball with this and they're they're going big. What I don't understand is we had the reports a few weeks ago that Cavill had signed on for a three movie Superman deal and he's gonna do some cameos. We've haven't gotten a confirmation from DC, and you would have thought that that would have came during that universe fan event. But if it's true that he signed on do you think he's just being coy with the reshoots or he's really not doing the reshoots? I think he's, I think he's being coy with it at this point. Um, you know, he's got, um, you know, he's got some, some pokers in the fire. He's, uh, he's from what I understand, he's lobbying pretty hard to be the next James Bond. Mm. And so I don't know, you know, how out there he wants it, that he's committed to D.C. for stuff um, or if he even wants to be committed to D.C. for stuff. Um, so it, it seemed know, like that's I, all I he wanted. Just, I think I think he's trying to play the long game, you know. It seemed like that was all he wanted for a long time. Like, I just want to be Superman. Yeah, well, I guess he wants to be James Bond more. I think the man should stick to the red and blue. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he can't pull off James Bond. The dude is huge, though. He's like 6'3". He's jacked. I don't know if that really fits with James Bond. When I look at James Bond, I don't think of, hey, this is the guy that's going to toss me around like he's store or something. I mean, but if that's what he wants, that's what he wants. Um, Are you surprised that they're actually going to put all this effort into Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I just want to point out, by the way, that Sean Connery's six two, and he didn't was come off as six. And was fairly and was. I don't know. You watch some of those old James Bond movies. He was a pretty imposing dude. 
I never looked at Sean Connery as like this dude could kill me when I watched him play James Bond. Like you know how some people just come off as their size. He never came off well, as like. I, I, I well, yeah. I mean, I think part of that is Sean Connery had ridiculous charm. Yeah. You know when he was in his prime in his sixties in the sixties, um, and not that Henry Cavill doesn't, but it's it's different. You know he's, but I mean you know look at Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is pretty jacked. These guys yeah. aren't Henry Cavill jacked. No, he's not Henry Cavill jacked. But you know the, I mean the other people, the other guy that we're talking about is they're talking about is Idris Elba, and tell me that dude's not imposing. He's still not like Henry Cavill could. Looks like he could stand next to Chris Hemsworth, and I'd be like, "Yeah, this might be a tie in a fight." Like yeah. the Duke, the Duke could probably but be what a wrestler. I'm like, is, so, what I'm what I'm saying is is James Bond evolves and reinvents itself. So I, I you know, I, that's the least of my worries with him. I think my my place. worry with him being James Bond is we've had. You know, the last iteration of James Bond has been this kind of reserved, stoic guy, which I love. But, uh-huh. you know, I I kind of think that that's what Henry Cavill would bring to it as well. And I don't know that we want more of that. You know, it's if you're going to change it up, change it up. I agree. I agree. Um, surprised that DC's putting this effort into it? Or do you think they need to because of the app? With IMDC, Warner Brothers. Well, I, th- I think they need to because they're going to need, you know, they want super premium content. They want, they want, they want a big killer app for HBO Max. And, you know, this is, this is really going to be it. I mean, this is what everybody's talking about. And they, you know, they can't get this thing done fast enough. Yeah. Uh, staying with HBO Max. The DC Universe app is losing its scripted show. So that is Doom Patrol, Titans. What else am I missing? I think that's it, right? I mean, is anybody really surprised at that? But we, when this app first debuted, I was like, what is the point of this thing? It, and now you know. It didn't need to be made. It, all this stuff should have been on HBO Go or HBO from the get-go. Like, there's a reason Marvel doesn't have their own app. It's just all going to be on Disney+. Plus. And it's not like this whole Warner thing was new. You were already owned by Warner Brothers. Or, you know what? I'll say this. Maybe Disney Plus gave them the, the, the vision, like, okay, this can work. And then they decided. Yeah, that's, I mean, I... That that that's what it is, and this is. I mean, let's be honest. This is basically a rebranding of HBO Go. Yeah, and you know, it's a it's bigger. It's got more, you know, um, it's got more content to it. It's purpler. It's you know it, but it but it's basically HBO Go. It's a really and nice app. It it is a nice app, and I don't think they've. I don't. I think they've done, they've done a crap job in promoting it. Yes. Um and they've done a they've done a crap job in rolling it out. You know, it's still not available to me like you know, it's part of my Comcast subscription but I still can't get to it through Comcast. 
Do you have to get through through the app? I have to, I have to get through the app either on either on my phone or on my laptop or, or on my Xbox. That is um, weird. Which is stupid because because the the Comcast box, the set top box, runs apps. You know, it runs Netflix, it runs Hulu, it runs YouTube, it runs Peacock, it runs you know all these apps. Um, but I can't get to I can get to HBO on demand, but I can't get to HBO Max, even though it's part of my prescription, which, my subscription, which is really stupid. You know, they they need to they need to wrap that up pretty quick. But but in the app, it's a decent app. You know, it's got a lot of stuff. Um, you know, and it's not just for DC. Things. I mean, they go deep into the Warner catalog. You got Cartoon got, Network stuff. You got Cartoon Network stuff. You got Studio Ghibli stuff. You've got um, Adult Swim stuff. I think you've got you know Turner Classic movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty deep. I would say, if they get their stuff together, they can they can be the one A to Disney's like number one. They have enough IP and, and and properties that if they do it right, you know, I don't know if just because of where the Disney's gotten, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and stuff like that, but they can be a really close second. You know, if, I think they did. Well, sm- well, yeah, I mean, we'll see because, you know, CBS All Access is rebranding as Paramount Plus. So, and Paramount's got a pretty deep library as well. Um, but, the, you know, we've talked about this. This is kind of where things are going. Yeah. You're going to have, you know, every major outlet, every major studio group is going to have an app. You know, there'll be the Sony app soon and there'll be whatever, you know. And that's, that's going to be the new normal. Um, sticking with DC, Aldis Hodge is—is is he confirmed? Or is he still in talks to play Hawkman in the mythological? Well, the, the news, the news reports are that he's in talks, but who knows what that means? You know, that could mean that they're just not announcing yet. It could, you know, which you would have thought. I mean, you would have thought if it was done, they would have announced it in Fandom, but you know, maybe they're still putting together the, the finishing touches on it. Uh, yeah, we didn't get to say uh, Black Adam, which I still don't think this movie's coming out. But I, I like the pick. I like, um, and I know you're gonna get the fanboys out there to go, "Oh, Hawkman isn't really a black guy." Yeah, he's an Egyptian warrior, so you know he can be brown, he can be tan. I think he's got the the, the stature to play the character. He's a decent actor, not you know a world beater, but. I think he's gotten better. He's taking better scripts, better roles. Uh, I saw Brian Banks actually a couple weeks ago. wasn't bad, and I was already pretty familiar with the guy's story. Straight out of Compton wasn't bad. Did you see The Invisible Man? I haven't seen it yet. No, it showed up. It's on one. Maybe it's on HBO Max or Showtime. I just saw it on one of the streaming networks, so I'll probably watch, wind up watching it. Um, so that's another thing. Um, how does this work? Because. I've noticed that certain actors tend to do a lot of movies. So like if one actor does a Warner Brothers movies, they'll tend to get a lot more roles. Do, do studios typically tend to do that? Like, all right, we're familiar with this guy's work. We want to keep him in-house. Is that something they, they do purposely or it just happens to work out that um, way? 
Well, there's a, there's a lot to it. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, an actor will sign like a development deal or, you know, a multi-picture deal with the studio. Um, you know, they have to do, you know, three films over 10 years or whatever. Sometimes it's a matter of, it's not so much a matter of the studio. It's a matter of they're working with a director. Okay. And, you know, and that director is tied to a studio or has a development deal with the studio. Um, you know, so it just kind of, you know, naturally falls together. Um, or, you know, they're tied to a production company or they're tied, whatever it is, you know, they, or, and, and sometimes it's the casting directors, you know, just, you know, they, they just keep going back to the same guys because they know them, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why that happens. All right. And you, your thoughts on this guy playing Hawkman? Um, you know, I, he hasn't, he hasn't done a lot, but he's been good in the stuff he's done. I thought he was really good in Straight Outta Compton. Um, so, you know, we got to see how they develop the 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 character. Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be not a Straight Outta Comics iteration, but now on to the other company that's been killing it. Jonathan Majors is cast as Kang the Conqueror. Um, for those that aren't familiar with Jonathan Majors, he's he was in the he played uh, uh man Delroy Lindo's son in the Five Bloods. He is currently starring in Lovecraft Country, and if you have not watched that, please check it out on HBO. It's amazing. This seems like yeah, this this one's weird to me. Not in that they're casting him, but that they're using Kang. And and that they're using Kang and Ant Man, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Kang is Kang is Fantastic Four. Kang is Kang is is Marvel Cosmic. Like I don't get why he's an Ant Man. The only thing I can think of is that that whole quantum realm and the time travel and. It, it was Scott's idea, you know. And then one thing too, like we don't do a whole lot of like we don't do that whole thing. Well, maybe they should do this, but that's the only thing I can think of. And I'm pretty sure we'll both just be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I guess, but like you know, I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with Kang, like Kang is like uh, he's like a character from like the 30th century, you know. Um, he's a, he's a descendant of Reed Richards, right? His name is Nicholas Richards. Yeah. Um, you know, and he try, he builds a time machine, travels back to ancient Egypt and becomes a Pharaoh. And, and he, like, he's got battles with like the fantastic four and like with the grandmaster and, you know, with eternal, you know, like, like this, this big scale stuff that he does. So I, I don't get it. I don't, and that is my fear because they tend to throw away villains like they're nothing. That's true. And I hope that they don't do that with this guy unless. And I think it would be cool to see him be the the big bad guy for this next phase because he's also someone that you can weave in and out of everybody's story because this guy can jump through time. Um, I'm really happy for Jonathan Majors. This guy's star is really on the rise. Um, yeah, I mean, he's getting a lot of buzz for love, a lot of buzz for Lovecraft Country. Um, 
you know, obviously the five bloods is, is in Oscar talks and, you know, not him particularly, but the film. He was also so, in the last man in San Francisco, which was very well done. Right. The guy's definitely on track to be the next big, next big thing in Hollywood. And I'm, I'm really happy and excited for him and excited to see how he, you know, does came to conquer as well. Uh, on the Disney plus side, there are other rumors there. And I don't know if it's confirmed, but Nick Fury is getting his own series, which I'm really happy because I was hoping that they weren't going to, you know, phase Samuel L. Jackson out of the MCU with the original guys being gone. Um, but they didn't say what it was going to be about, right? They just, it was just like, you know, was it rumored or was it confirmed? It's rumored, but there's no reason for them not to. Yeah. Um, you know, and Nick Fury is a really popular character. You know, Sam Jackson is a workhorse. The man loves to work. Um, and, you know, you, there's a lot of things that you could do with Nick Fury. Um, so, you know, what are they going to do with it? I don't know. Is it going to be something going forward, like kind of leaping off of, you know, um, you know, him on the alien spaceship that we saw in Far From Home or, or you know, is it going to be, you know, another period piece kind of somewhere in the middle? Who knows what they're going to do with it at this point? There's, there, you know, I don't even think they know. I just know they're putting it together. I don't even know if they've landed on a concept yet. Which leads us into this other point of who knows, because they don't even, might not know what they're doing. Black Widow, Eternals, uh, and Falcon Winter Soldier all pushed back to 2021. WandaVision we get this year. This COVID stuff has... Had to throw a huge monkey wrench in their plan. Um, well, so it's throwing a huge monkey wrench in in everybody's plans. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, and we should probably talk about that. You know, there's a lot of stuff, not just on Disney Plus, but just in general, that has gotten pushed. Um, you know, that's that's really crazy. I mean, maybe we'll, we're gonna. I think we're gonna talk about you know box office and movie theaters in a little bit. So maybe we'll. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it a little bit there, but um, you know they're they're counting a Black Widow to be a summer movie, so yeah, I guess it makes to me that makes more sense than dumping it in December or November. Um, the Wandavision trailer, it looks weird, far out, and I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. I loved it, it, it and I didn't see any person anybody say anything bad. I did see that the the wine bottle loosely translate to House of M, which is, I think what we all thought this was gonna probably loosely follow. Um, we saw a little bit of Monica Rambeau hitting the ground. I'm here for it. You know, I see a lot of people like, "Oh, we didn't get any MCU this year." Nah, but we. I mean, so we. I think we consider the TV stuff MCU, right? Or we just have to change the name of everything because it's all connected. No, I think yeah, we could certainly consider. I mean, we're not getting an MCU in the theaters, but you know, I mean, this is certainly a part of it. You know, what it's going to be, I don't know. Um, it looks weird. It looks fun. It looks you know interesting. I'm you know I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, and it looks like they're, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek throwing back. You know, you see at one point you see Vision in his traditional comic costume. Yeah. You see Wanda in her traditional comic costume. 
um, in addition to like they, you know, they're like in I Love Lucy and they're in the Brady Bunch and they're in you know who know I don't know what this weird thing is, but I'm 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 looking forward to it. And there's no date, just said 2020, right? Yeah, I think I thought I had seen somewhere um, that it was going to be October. I don't know. That'd be really close to the Mandalorian. That would be, yeah. All right. And that... So which brings this. What has to go right with COVID for them, for us to see Black Widow next year? Oh, just December they're looking at it for one okay. division. So what has to go right with COVID to see what? For us to see Blackwood on the theaters next year, like, um, well, I think you know it's it's we we need to all still be here, I guess. That I mean, is true. You know, this thing just needs to kind of you know metal out. I think a vaccine would be huge. You know, one of those love people that go, I'm not going to take a vaccine, and that's fine. But I think enough people will that, um, you know, and this thing is going to, and they've always predicted this thing is going to, like like any influenza, like any of these viruses, it's going to become seasonal, and it's going to get milder, um, and it's just going to be part of life. And, you know, I mean, people are already are going back to theaters, um, not in droves yet, but... You know, it's happening. Um, so I think, you know, by by next May, I think if there are theaters left to go back to, I think it'll be in the theaters. That's another good point, And I'm glad you bring it up. How many of these theaters do you think are going to be ar- around next year? Because I think that's something a lot of people <sighs> haven't even thought about. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people in our space are talking about it, but. You know, because stuff just keeps getting pushed and keeps getting pushed and keeps getting pushed. Um, you know, so stuff that was supposed to come out, you know, over the next couple of months, everything's got pushed back. Till right now, the next major thing that's coming out is No Time to Die in November, at the end of November. It's two months from now. And I don't think there's it's really coming. Nothing, there's really nothing coming. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, everything that was supposed to be in between, like Quiet Place got bumped back to next year. You know, all the, the traditional kind of Halloween season stuff. You know, The Conjuring got pushed back. Halloween Kills got pushed back. Candyman got pushed back to, you know, they don't even have a date for that yet. Um, you know, uh, they were holding out for Death on the Nile, which just got pushed back to December. I don't think we're getting Wonder um, Woman this year. Wonder Woman got pushed back to December. So, so, so right now the way it looks is you've got, you know, you've got at the end of November, right around think, uh, Thanksgiving, you've got No Time to Die in Soul, which is the Pixar movie. Um, you got a Nice Age movie, and then you really don't have anything until the week before Christmas, where you have you know, Coming to America, Death on the Nile, and Dune are all coming out that weekend, and then Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. If everything holds, um, I would imagine you are right. They're going to bump Wonder Woman if they think people aren't going to go to the movies. They're going to bump Wonder Woman back. 
Um, Dune, Dune's weird because Dune's Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers, they have a different philosophy, you know? Um, you know, they're not about the big, huge opening weekend thing. They're, you know, their movies have always been about, about, you know, having legs and about staying in theaters. I mean, you know, where does their, where does their, they're fairly happy with Tenant. I mean, it's underperforming a bit, but, you know, who knows? Push these movies back. Look, yeah, I agree. You know, but if Walmart and Home Depot and Target have said we're not doing traditional Black Fridays, you know something is wrong. Just push them back. It sucks. I know it. it it's horrible. People got to make money. Got to get people to work. Nah, this this is not it. This ain't it. What did Tenant make in in the United States? I mean, what, I think it did what one hundred fifty total worldwide. Tenant is got a got a worldwide of two hundred eighty three million. And I know they didn't expect that movie to do gangbusters, but pretty sure they thought it was going to do better than that. Well, so so here's the deal with Tenant. Tenant's got a two hundred two hundred million dollar budget, which means that it really, in order to be considered really successful and breaking and and start making money, it's got to make somewhere around the area of 450, 500 million. Cause you, cause traditional math says that, you know, you have to add half again for marketing and rent, you know, and, um, and, and distribution. And then you got to remember that, you know, when we see box office grosses, Theaters get roughly half of that, Jeez. third to half of that. So that's not money coming back to the studio. So if you see a movie that takes, you know, a, a, a movie that takes in four hundred million dollars, the studio is only getting two hundred, two hundred fifty million of that, and the rest is going to the exhibitors. So, you know, they so in order for these guys to make back their three hundred million dollars that they probably have into this thing between making the film and marketing. You know they need to make five hundred million dollars. Um, you know, three weeks they're halfway there. That's not terrible. Um, you know, their domestic total is terrible because um, the the major markets aren't open. You know, out of that two hundred eighty three million, only forty one million is in North America, and. Um, and a lot of that is like in drive-ins. <laughs> so you got to ask yourself, um, was it worth it? Or should you just held out? They think it's worth it. I think they think it's worth it. Like, because I, the, again, don't, don't forget, don't forget Warner brothers approach is very different from like Disney's approach. Warner brothers is looking, Warner brothers looks for, doesn't look for a huge opening weekend and a drop off. Warner brothers is looking for slow and steady wins the race. They want their movie. They, They'll make their money over 10, 12 weeks, and they're fine with that. But nobody was going to the movie theaters. Well, I mean, they have made $283 million. Somebody's going to the movie theater. Yeah, but remember what you said, how much that movie came from the United States. Right, but we're not the only market in the world, and right now we're not even the big market in the world. 
Which and, and this is a perfect chance for us to segue into something you want to discuss. Uh, Mulan, uh, the Mulan numbers and some things going on at the box office. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the thing about Mulan is nobody knows how much money that movie has made. There was a report that came out of Yahoo Finance um, based on based on an analysis um, by I can't remember the name of the company is, um, and they said, you know, they said, well, a third of you know a third of Disney's consumer base in the United States has has gotten the movie, and so you know if that's nine million people and they paid thirty bucks thirty bucks each, then that's two hundred fifty million dollars that they've made off the movie. And those look like really fantastic numbers mm-hmm. because don't forget, they're not splitting that with anybody. So there's no take for the movie theaters. So $250 million on Disney Plus is like $500 million in theaters. Um, that's, you know, that's a rousing success. But then the company that actually did the analysis pushed back on it and said, well, wait a minute. That is assuming that that's assuming that every single person who has a Disney subscription is watching Disney Plus on a given week, and that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, especially given that that's the holiday weekend, you know, only a certain percentage of subscribers are active subscribers, and then. Disney, and then Mulan, we figure Mulan got 10% of active subscribers. So their analysis is that this thing made more like $60 million um, so far on Disney+. Plus. But you're, the truth is we're not going to know because you know they could be shooting low. Yahoo could be shooting high. Nobody's going to know. Maybe we find out in November when there's an earnings call. Um you know, and 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 they're talking to investors on it. Maybe we get some kind of idea, of really, what kind of numbers this thing is making. But um, I think it was, you know, hey man, if it if it made two hundred and fifty million dollars, that'd be great. That'd be really good news for the segment and for the idea of premium VOD. Um, if it's only made sixty million dollars, maybe that's not maybe that's not a great idea, and. Maybe this is why you're seeing some of these films get pushed back into theatrical windows next year, you know, because there's nothing like cheeks and seats. Man. You know, but but it's weird because if you look at it, it makes a really weird, like, numbers. Um like the the number, I think the number three movie this week was Empire Strikes Back, um, because there's a re there's a fortieth anniversary re release, um, and like the the top movie domestically, guess what the top movie domestically is this year so far? Um, I saw something. Uh, definitely in Birds of Prey. So what? Birds of Prey is number three. Wow. Good. I like that movie. It was a good movie. Birds of Prey is number three. Sonic the Hedgehog is number two. Wow. And Bad Boys for Life is the top grossing domestic movie this year. 
Bad Boys for Life at two hundred four million dollars. Yes. Wow. Number four is Doolittle, and that movie was terrible. Jeez. Um, Bad Boys for Life right now is the number two worldwide gross movie of 2020. Bad Boys for Life. This has been a weird, weird, weird year. And the only reason that it's number two is because China redu- China released a China a China only movie called The 800 which is going freaking bonkers out there. But you know, it's made it's made 430 million dollars or something like that. Bad Boys for Life has made 424 million. So so you know, when when the top grossing movie <laughs> Top grossing movies made less than half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a weird year. Um, but Tenant right, Tenant right now is the number four movie worldwide of the year. You know, did it did it make them all? Is it making all the money they want to make? Obviously not. But is it a failure at this point? It's tough to say. I I don't know, man. I still think you know. I think it's here's the thing. I don't want to see why you put it. Don't unnecessarily put people's lives at risk. And then I think you could have just got more if you just waited. Just waited. There was no reason for this movie to come out right now. I, I You want to make your money? I get it. Chris Nolan is real a stickler for these things. But they could have waited. And I really hope the Mulan did better than you know we're hearing. I'm all, like I, when I've said this many times, I don't ever have to go sit in a movie theater again. If you tell me I got to pay $40 to see a Marvel movie, I'm paying it. Yeah, but you got to remember, like, in, in, a, in a vacuum, yeah, the movie could have waited. But these movies don't exist in a vacuum. You know, there are, there are all kinds of contractual obligations that go along with all of these movies. And there are all kinds of, you know, so... You know, so there may be financing triggers if the film True. doesn't release, if it doesn't release within a certain amount of time, if it doesn't, you know, perform a certain way, if it doesn't hit theaters in a certain way. You know, there are all kinds of there are all kinds of money that gets paid and owed, and contracts and debts that come due. Don't forget, these films are all financed. Um, you know, the studio brings money in from outside to finance all these films, and that money's got to get paid back. And there are triggers for when that money gets paid back and how much of that money gets paid back at what points. So there's all kinds of stuff that go into this. So we don't know what all the we don't know what all the wheelings and dealings are that made this movie possible and got it out there and and why Warner felt it was so important to get this movie into theaters. Um, you know, yeah, there's Chris Nolan and his thing, but I, you know, had it been between Chris Nolan and money. You know, Chris Nolan would have lost that battle. But if there's reasons why there's contractual reasons why this film had a release at a certain time, um, yeah, I'm more likely to believe that. Um, So, anything you want to touch on? Anything else I might have missed out? We didn't cover. Hmm. 
No, I mean, I, I, I think we, we've pretty much got everything. Um, you know, it's just, it's just my worry is that, you know, what I said before, you know, are there going to be theaters out here? Um, because all these films getting pushed back can't be really great for theaters. Um, In our area, yeah. are all the theaters open back up? Um, the Cinemarks are open. I don't know. Is the Bowtie open? I think it is. Check. Do you know what else I thought about, too? Because I was walking to the mall the other day, and I saw there's still some stores that either aren't open or their hours aren't the same. A lot of people haven't come back to work. Right. You also got to try to get people to work in these theaters. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. So, Cinemark, let's see. Yeah, so so the Cinemark near us is open. It's playing, it says select theaters now playing, open. It's playing Tenant. It's playing the BTS movie. It's playing Empire Strikes Back. It's playing New Mutants. It's playing Unhinged. Infidel. Last Shift, I have no idea what that is. Shortcut, I have no idea what that is. It's playing on the basis of sex as a library. You've seen a lot of that. You've seen a lot of these library films, you know, just kind of older films that people are just playing. They don't even have the hours up for the bow tie in our area. What's that? They don't even have the hours up for the bow tie in our area. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's... I think the theater opened and I think it closed again. Now open select theaters. Greenwich is open, but I don't think that uh, I don't think Trumbull's open. Man, this thing has ruined everything. Um, want to talk about a little bit of my experience of trying to get a uh, pre-order an Xbox after yeah. the so so the. The website for the theater in Trumbull says will be uh, Connecticut locations temporary closed effective July first. So, but I saw it also said the Greenwich location was open. Greenwich is open. Greenwich is opening. Yeah, that's a small theater. So, after the Sony debacle. Microsoft touted that, you know, we're going to give you guys an advance notice. You can get pre-order your Xbox on the 22nd. Boy, that did not go any better than the Sony experience did. Had five tabs open. Tried to go to Target. Think The site kept telling me it was in my cart. Every time I looked at my cart, nothing there. Best Buy didn't even open their pre-orders up at the time that Microsoft said, hey, open up your pre-orders. So then that left GameStop and the Microsoft store and I was able to get it through the Microsoft store after hitting checkout 20 times. Um, didn't even bother trying to Amazon because I knew that wasn't going to happen. And if you tried well, to did, go to a... Did, did you hear what happened? Apparently, like, a whole bunch of people bought the wrong Xbox yes. on Amazon. And you, I completely blame Xbox. Why would you name this new system the Series X and the last one was called the One X? Do you know yeah. how people are going to be confused? 
all those all those grandmas and Aunt Marges who are buying it for their grandsons. Oh, luck, luck, George. Going to be <laughs> a sad is. Christmas for a lot of folks. <laughs> Apparently, so I'm listening to a podcast, and what they said is that there are companies that will write these bot scripts for you, take your credit card information, and the bots flood the sites and purchase up whatever you want to buy. Of course, yeah, always. I didn't know this existed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can never buy tickets to anything. And so have you heard about uh, NVIDIA's latest um, graphics card, the, the 380? Yeah. The, the thing was sold out within minutes. Site got flooded with bots. And then within an hour, all these things were posted up on eBay for double the price. Yeah, that's why that's why those websites all have like those captures and stuff on them. You know, the just click every box with a traffic light kind of crap. Well, you, yeah, they need to do something better because I went on eBay about three hours after the the pre-orders went live, and there were tons of Xboxes up there for like eight hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, and I'm like, this is nuts. And then uh, you know, since we're living in the age of COVID. You ain't going in the store to pick your thing up when it comes out the tent. You're going to sit in your car and they're going to bring it to you. Yeah, so, of course. This is just madness. Uh, watching anything good on TV? Um, I've been watching... Uh, yeah, in fact, just when we got started, I was, I've been watching The Comey Rule on Showtime. It is Amazing. It's but, so good. About the dude that was um, with the. It's a. It's kind of a. It's kind of a, like a docudrama about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, about Jim Comey. Um, Jeff Daniels plays Jim Comey, and uh, Brennan Gleeson is uh, plays Donald Trump, and he is so amazing. Um. And they have like one of these like Obama impersonators playing Obama, who's really good. Um, it's but it's just it's like like when I saw the trailers and stuff, it looked like it was almost going to be like a kind of comedy thing. But no, it's it's pretty serious, and um, it just kind of highlights the stupidity of the whole thing. But uh, it's actually really good. Um, so I would highly recommend it. It's if you have Showtime. It's called the Comey Rule, and I just watched this afternoon because we love we love our dress. I just watched a movie called The Take. No, called Bastille Day. Yeah, have you ever seen this thing? No. You should watch it. Ne- um, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just all plays like a CIA guy who's trying to break up like some kind of terrorist act in Paris or something like that. Ah, uh, I saw the trailer yeah. for it. Yeah, he's pretty pretty badass in this thing. Um, I haven't watched anything new. I've been rewatching um, Nickelodeon's Avatar. Just finished it, and I'm going to start The Legend of Korra because I never watched it before. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I when The Legend of Korra first came out, and I saw the trailers, I was like, ah, I don't want to watch this. It's not Aang, but I've heard like great great reviews on it, so I figured that'd give me something to do. Um. I think that's it. Anything else for you? We get out of here. No, no. I think 
we, we've covered a lot in a short amount of time. Folks, thank you for listening. Um, please pay your taxes. Um, <laughs> make sure you're doing your part. Why well, you got to go there? Cause just I, vote. Cause I'm, just forget your taxes. Just vote. I, here's what I'll say, folks. Vote for a competent government. That's the best thing you can do. You want to get your mail on time. You want competency. You want transparency. Vote for a competent government. I'm Rand. I'm Mike. Peace. Peace out.